How are we doing, guys? Welcome to Fear Food Radio, episode 130. It's me, Matt Whitmore, with the one and only Keris Marsden. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, you? I'm amazing. On top of the world, in fact. Not every day, though. Well, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Keris is saying that because I was in a right... I was just in one of their moods the other day. Yeah. I learned that... Well, I think we all know this, but... Sometimes when you're in a bad mood, I spend all day trying to cheer you up and keep going, are you all right? It's anything I can do. It's not that bad. But actually, all you want to do is just watch TV, not talk and just be in a bad mood for a day. So that's the conclusion that we came to. It happens. Yeah. Just leave me to it. I'll go to bed tonight and I'll wake up tomorrow a new man. a different person. As long as you do. No drama. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we we say this, don't we? It's like, um, and I said this on my post on on Facebook the other day, which got a lot of love. Thank you very much. Uh, Any of our listeners, if you did read, like, comment on the post, I was uh, feeling the love that day for sure. But I said how, like, you know, like we, we, we put this pressure on ourselves to be happy all the time. But it's okay not to be happy all the time. As long as you're happy most of the time. Yeah, just have your down days. Yeah, and we all have them. And I think sometimes, you know, the the more you, I suppose, because sometimes there's no real reason for it. No. Someone will be like, oh, no, you know, why, why, why are you feeling a bit down? You know, what's up? What's upset you? And you might be like, I, th- I don't know. I really don't know. Sometimes you're just having a natural human response to something that you've read or seen yeah. or, you know, like at the moment I keep reading about the environment and it just makes me really sad. And then, yeah. But no, but to be fair, I, I did. I did wake up the next day, different person, different yeah. person. I just knew what I needed to do. And to be fair, we just went for a walk with Hamish. I left my phone at home, no distraction, just us outside, nature, our environment, and got an early night. And bosh, next day, all up. <laughs> <laughs> but today we wanted to talk about calories and that. Because calories are, you know, very important. We can't ignore them. But we feel that they're probably, I don't know, maybe getting a bit too much focus. Uh, not too not too much focus because we can't ignore them for sure. But I think what's happened, though, is in the 80s and 90s, there's quite a big focus on calories for weight loss. And obviously the biggest, easiest way was to kind of cut fat out your diet and we got a lot of fat-free as a trend and then we had this kind of phase where there was more focus back towards other reasons that you might not be losing weight and kind of low carb diets and keto and things like that then became a bit more trendy which then almost kind of got people thinking that calories didn't matter Mm. as long as you were having loads of healthy foods and things like that and also you know obviously the food industry got vilified if you went on to kind of whole foods diet you would naturally lose weight these types of things so Maybe calories were a myth, <laughs> you know. And, there, and, there are still people that believe that, yeah, though, don't yeah. they? Like, and I think now we've almost done full circle again, and, and we definitely did need to, to a certain extent, to bring back, okay, energy balance is important. Energy balance is behind, or energy imbalances are behind a lot of chronic diseases, uh, specifically type 2 diabetes, heart disease, even cancer now. And so we do need that focus back. But I think... What I've seen is the fitness industry is kind of almost bulldozing this message with the same aggression that we had in the 80s. And, and now 
everyone's almost a bit confused and trying to be trying to piece together the last 30 years of diet information and like should I count calories should I not count calories is it the carbs is it the fat um maybe I don't have a thyroid problem you know and now it's just I suppose starting to feel a bit messy and that's why me and you are kind of you know trying to help everyone reach that middle ground where you need a you do need energy balance I think you need an awareness of what we might call calories 100%. or calorie consciousness, but the kind of counting side of things. And I think sometimes I find the messages out there just a little bit, I suppose patronizing is the way, you know, mm. because this is a, these are intelligent people, but for 20, 30 years have been, have, have had mixed messages from the media and yeah. from dietitians and from food industry, you know, so it's no wonder people are confused and I worry that the, the aggression of the message now will create a lot of guilt in people and they'll cycle back around to like, all right, then it's fat free yogurt and boot camp again. Yeah. You know, and I just think we, we often say there needs to be more in terms of if you're looking to lose weight and actually sustain weight loss, you've got to look at various different factors. So you've got to look at, you know, mindset, you've got to look at lifestyle, you've got to look at what you've done in the past. You've got to stop looking at quick fixes and whether you need to count calories, I think, is just an individual thing mm. that you've got to consider whether that's going to work for you. And, you know, some people have got complacent and need it and others, it sends them crazy. They get obsessed, they get addicted, yeah. they get very rule driven and then they end up, you know, feeling guilty if they can't achieve results or worse still feeling they're doing something wrong. And and that creates all sorts of problems. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. 100% agree because... You know, we're not for a second saying that, you know, you should in any way dismiss calories, energy in, energy out, because regardless of where the calories are come from, uh, are coming from, you know, from a body composition perspective, you can't ignore energy balance. But our kind of issue at the minute is it's all being made to sound just as simple as like, yeah, calorie deficit, that's all you need. And it's like, yeah. No shit, Sherlock. I think people know that. If you eat too much, you know, you're going to gain weight. You know, There is a caveat to that. Working in nutritional therapy, I say there is a big trend for looking for a thyroid problem or an underlying hormone condition as to why you're not losing weight. Oh, yeah, no, no, I've got that. But I also think there's a reason that that exists because sometimes people don't change anything and their body composition changes. Yeah. But that's with kind of metabolic adaptations that are occurring over, over age and loss of muscle mass, increasing fat mass. And so there's kind of, you, you know, and like you said, I think sometimes people underestimate maybe how sedentary they've become and overestimate the amount of exercise they're doing. Yeah. You, you've often said this, people think that they're more yeah, active they're, they're, than they're, they are. Well, well no, they, yeah, they, they overestimate their calorie expenditure and underestimate intake. E intake Sorry, massively, yeah, yeah, you got that right. And, and I think now because processed food makes you eat more than you perhaps realize and you don't feel as full with it there might be that kind of element to it where you don't think you're eating that much but actually you know maybe yeah because you, you don't necessarily feel as full as you would after a more satiated meal that's higher in fiber and yeah. protein and, and things like that yeah definitely so i would say the kind of and I, you know i am a nutritional therapist but i do see this a lot because people come to me and say i think i've got a thyroid problem and also it runs in the family and you know sometimes People have been given medication and lost weight with hormone medication, thyroid and uh, reproductive hormones. So they're like, it's definitely a hormone problem. I think sometimes that is the case, but it's still an energy balance issue. Mm. The hormones just aren't helping 
you know, from a kind of, you've got no energy, so you don't do anything and yeah. you, you've got sluggish, everything. So, Do you um, not feel though, like, because, don't get me wrong, like we, we totally know that there, there are people with thyroid issues or uh, women with polycystic ovarian syndrome, you know, and this can hugely affect your, um, your, your BMR. So it's a lot harder to place that individual in a calorie deficit yeah. in order to lose weight. Yeah. However, I think there's also a lot of people out there that like to think that's, that's the, the reason. Yeah, I agree. And they're like, oh, it's, th- it's thyroid. And it's a good chance they probably haven't even been diagnosed with a thyroid problem, but they've probably read it somewhere. Yeah. And they're like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually remember sitting with a friend telling me this story about their thyroid problem. And they'd ordered as a snack, a latte and a healthy flapjack that oh, yeah. even just a quick scan of it, I just thought... But I don't know if you realise that's that's nearly a meal there that you're mm. having as a quick snack. Yeah. And I wouldn't eat that it personally because that that's more than, you know, I don't know, six, six, seven hundred calories. Just looking at it, I could yeah, tell yeah. that's what it was. And I, so I just think in that instance, like you said, it's almost like, well, I have an issue, so there's no point. And But I need to eat healthy and I'm doing that. But actually, you'll need to probably not have, you know, a 600 calorie snack is greater if, if that's the case. Yeah. And funny enough, speaking of which, when we do work with clients who we take a calorie tracking approach with because it's just that's where we're at with the individual at the time and it works for them. And if that's the case, we're just going to we're going to go with it because that's how we approach all of our clients. It's completely based on the individual. But a lot of people, when we first start working with them and we get like a food diary or whatever it may be, the amount of people that don't put coffee yeah. on the list. Or liquid calories generally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, but when you say, oh, like, do you have a, do you have, what, do you, what do you drink? Oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I drink water. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but do you have like tea or coffee in between? And it's like, yeah, I have about uh, two or three lattes a day yeah and you're like oh well what size not large oh right so you are having about you know a liter of milk a day <laughs> but, <laughs> but but in their heads they're like oh but this is a drink this is a this is a coffee that yeah, i have yeah. in between my meals like and it's like they haven't thought to put that down on the but on the food diary despite saying put down everything, everything. but it's the same for things like you know these fizzy green tea drinks and kefirs and kombuchas and it, it all means even though these are healthy, if you're drinking these consistently in between meals, when are you ever tapping into your own kind of energy store? You're constantly in storage mode, if that makes sense. Mm. And and I know overall the energy balance matters, but I also think, and I always think of the digestive system, like we just need periods of the day where we're not eating. I think it's just really healthy for us to have that flexibility. I I don't think we were ever designed to be eating all the time. No, we definitely weren't. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's... And also to practice that kind of fasting because if you can't do that, that kind of suggests like, and this can be, this is very much usually a kind of a mental thing as well, because you, you are craving something and, you know, we're, we're designed, we're hardwired to seek out reward mm-hmm. and it's there all around us all the time. So all of us have to kind of, you know, practice some level of like, I don't want to use the word willpower and control, but that is what you have to yeah. have. You know, when I go commute into London, 
at several stages I'm assaulted with like the smell of freshly baked pastries and <laughs> you know like and in every area that I work in there's a cafeteria with loads of cakes and things be it when I'm in an office you know with clients or lecturing there's, there's always that there and so there has to be some degree to which I think actually I don't need this I've got my own food with me or you know I really enjoy what I'm doing today I don't need food to make this better mm. and I think one of the hardest times for me in terms of you know resisting those things was when I was in an office job I hated like then yeah. I would just think about it all day long I would think about dinner the minute I'd finished lunch and I would like think about what I could have as an afternoon snack and yeah, because it was, go it, was out a, for it was a form of comfort totally and distraction, and distraction yeah, yeah totally so in those instances like you know but this this is what it comes down to like when we are talking about calories yes you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight yes if you're in a calorie surplus you will gain weight but you know I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but simply telling someone they need to be in a calorie deficit um, above all else is like telling someone who's in debt they just need to spend less money, less money yeah. and earn more. And it's like, yeah, cool. I know. How do I achieve that? Yeah. How do I achieve that in a way that works for me? And I think I think a big factor, so if you're in debt, is being able to talk through with someone who's going to listen. That's a key word why do you end up spending too much money? And it's probably mm. the same reason that you end up maybe eating too many croissants as well. It's like, yeah. a, it's a comfort thing. It's a mm. reward. It's a trying to, you know, you know, basically kind of outspend or I don't know, you know, there's something else going on in the background. And yeah. what I think is lacking in our industry is, is someone to listen to people when they actually say, okay, here's what my goal is. I would like to lose weight and sustain that weight loss. But here are my barriers and here are why I keep, I keep slipping into needing, you know, these lattes, that alcohol, those snacks in between meals. Why can't yeah. I say no? And it's, it's, it's having someone to listen to that and then come up with some solutions that I think is, is what most people need right mm. now. And it's a shame that we, we both look at our, all the, the industries that we work in and say, not many people are doing that anymore. Not many yeah. people are listening. People are kind of preaching messages and kind of educating, kind of, sometimes patronizing I think is is the way I see it kind of delivered and you know I think it like I said what people need is is if you listen you get an, an idea of where they're at in terms of mm. their knowledge where they're at in terms of their kind of emotional health where they're at in terms of their their kind of attachments we all have attachments I think yeah. to to weight loss calorie count in exercise that can be quite hard to to break that you know yeah. and, and, and actually listen to someone who's going to completely flip years of perceptions mm. uh, and really truly educate you and I think an, an example of this is because I see all this information obviously in the media and on social media and, and then you have people come to you as a client but even as I just watch people across the day not that I'm kind of creepy and weird about this but there was a girl in front you, of you me are. in a coffee shop just observing it's a bit like research yeah. for me just happen to notice i would notice that who, who doesn't have a bit of people watching yeah an earwigin earwigin so there, there was a young girl in front of me in a coffee shop and she was with her mum and she was talking about her wedding it was lovely as in that she was just saying oh i'm really excited they were gonna go and i think they were going dress shopping that day and she said i've been working really hard <laughs> my was everywhere around it's like i'm really looking forward to it but I slept with his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd definitely be listening. <laughs> I'd tell him or not. Then I'd, I'd pick the table next to them, yeah. the rest of the story. But in this instance, she was just saying, obviously getting ready for a wedding and the whole discussion was about her going to the gym and about her losing weight for a wedding, which I thought was really sad because I just thought, do you know what? He didn't propose to you mm. 
so that you could be a stone lighter by the time he married you. But yeah. okay, I understand the pressure and why you, you want to look your best on that day. But it still feels, there's a bit of sadness there for me in that. But she was, her mum went off to get a seat and she was saying, she, I've been to the gym this morning, so I'm going to get a healthy breakfast. And then I was kind of curious, what is a healthy breakfast in a coffee shop? Because there aren't many, yeah. but they are getting a bit better. But the healthy breakfast was a tea cake. And she waved it at her, her mum and said, I'm going to have this because it's less than, I can't remember, it was like 270 calories or something like that. It's less than 270 uh-huh. calories, or under 300 calories. Cool. But as she went to pay, she spent the entire, and the, the queue in this coffee shop was like really slow, the entire remaining five minutes of her queuing time staring at croissants and brownies. And I mean like left, right, left, right, left, right, just looking at everything else, though. reading all the calorie information. That's what I do. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But I just thought this is how this information, like, is, is this is the practical application of this mm. calorie information is you've picked a breakfast based on energy and never once considered, is that going to keep you full? Is that going to help you not want the brownie in two hours time? Does it offer you anything in terms of, you know, macros or micronutrients mm. that are going to mean that you're able to perform better in the gym and actually achieve a sustainably healthier body composition, you know, build some lean body mass and... You know, I, I just really felt for it. And I, you'll be proud. Oh, I don't know if you're proud or not. Like I didn't say it. You wouldn't say anything. It was no, a exactly. stranger. But I just get this urge to like tap on the shoulder and go, honestly, like, you know, there was porridge. There was there was other things there that I was like, these would have been better as a choice for you. From, from a nutrition yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah. And it, but, it, you know, it was calories. And, and but, obviously I think it was. I mean, it would have been a different if like she really wanted the tea cake. But from what you're saying, it seems that she didn't. She and wanted she was, the croissant. She was doing it. <laughs> Yeah. But but again, this is where an element of education comes into it because I eat croissants, I eat ice cream, I have things that people would consider a treat. I like to try not to call them a treat. I just to me they're just they're part of my my lifestyle, you know, and some of the foods I eat are just more nutrient dense than others and others are just more calorie dense. But I you know, I know my stuff. I've been doing this for a while. I know how I can adapt things to ensure that I can enjoy those things without it causing me a problem. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I reach for a tub of Ben and Jerry's because of pure emotion. Yeah. And I need I need a hug from Ben and Jerry. Just but to- you, don't, you don't ever... I mean, the, so the other thing that frustrates me, I think, about this calorie situation at the moment is as a woman, you know, when you first start dieting, I first started dieting as a teenager... I am a calorie pro. Yeah. Like there isn't much food that I couldn't tell you a rough calorie amount of. And that has been ingrained in me for 20 years. And, and you work as a personal trainer and it, it, it gets reinforced, you know, in that process as well. And so for me, I just think there's a lot of women out there that are just like that, where it's almost like you need that. You don't, you don't need that message reinforced yeah. anymore. The message yeah, that yeah, we need out yeah, there is a bit more kind of like there just needs to be a bit more of a personalized approach some people need that calorie consciousness that calorie awareness as long as they can use it without those kind of attachments that you probably Mm. have and and the majority of women that i work with i'd say it's it's probably nicer to have that awareness that consciousness and, and, and i definitely am you know occasionally I'll, I'll have a food like a, a low fat yogurt because it's kind of like I've eaten enough today this is yeah. just a little bit of like a yogurt and fruit at the end of the day probably like you've said more out of I'm just bored 
comfort eating don't yeah, really need it's not pleasure food at that point in time but I just do you know I'm just gonna have something because I yeah. can't satiate myself and it is more emotional than anything else yeah and or yeah. sometimes uh just pure habit isn't it sometimes you know like some people like oh, to I've have got like such a, a dessert that I, can't, yeah, I can't not I can't not have sweet. a dessert yeah so I, I I think you know and and sometimes so low fat is a functional food where you're like well do you know what it, it tastes pretty much the same as full to, fat. To be fair, we're, we're quite big fans of low-fat yogurt because it's, you know, especially if you're whacking some berries in there as well, because it is a great high-protein, low-calorie, yeah, yeah. sweet, sweet-tasting like dessert or snack or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I, I think you're, you're 100% right. I think having an awareness or, you know, again, if, if tracking calories, counting calories works for you, 100% crack on. You know, if you have a, if you're in a good place with it and it's working for you, by all means, please keep doing it. But... I think for me, it's like if I've planned to have a tub of Ben and Jerry's, like for example, let's say. This is um, the second podcast where you've talked a lot about your tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And I think you're wrong, actually. I think I spoke about a tub of Ben and Jerry's on the first take of this podcast, which we deleted. Oh, really? So this is what happens when we don't. When, <laughs> when we do more than one take, we're like, you're like, did we speak about that before? Oh, or did I we? don't know. I thought you talked about that. I'm just thinking, uh, I'm laughing because I think everyone's like, how does Matt eat a tub of Ben and Jerry's and still look like that? Well, here's the thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, but the, the truth is, like, if I'm, like, if you're, say, for example, you're lecturing, I know you're going to get home late, for example, and I'm like, right. I'm going to get myself a tub of Ben and Jerry's as a treat and I'm going to watch uh, an action film that you would never watch. I'll be like, right, because I really want to enjoy that tub of Ben and Jerry's. I don't know how many calories in there. I just know there's a lot. I'll factor that into the food choices that I make for for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, like I put up on social media the other day of like a dinner that, you know, to most people might look really boring. It was just like a, um, a piece of salmon and then some very, very low calorie vegetables, like some cauliflower and broccoli and spinach, <laughs> like, you know, very, very nutrient that was dense. basically your starter and yeah. your main was? A tub of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what I said as a joke. I was like, you know, to the untrained eye, you'd think this is me being good when in fact I'm saving my calories for a tub of ice cream. Yeah, yeah. But... But you wouldn't always do that either. So it's not like you always do that. The reason I'm saying that is because, again, serial dieters do this whole save treats for the weekend, save points for a boozy night out. Save, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's not a healthy. But no, well, well, yes and no, because when I'm consciously making that decision yeah, yeah. and I enjoy that ice cream, yeah, yeah. Not, not a single ounce of guilt enters my mind yeah. not before not during not after yeah which because, doesn't happen with the dieters normally no exactly yeah. so for me it's because i'm in control of that situation i'm having that ice cream because i've chosen to have it and i've made changes i've adapted my calorie intake my energy intake to to allow for it but not in a negative way not in a deprivation way on to, like i said on, on a photo my salmon and veg might look like a really boring dinner but it wasn't, you know, like, I really like salmon. I've got this weird obsession with cauliflower and sprouts. Yeah, I love weird. them. Like, I absolutely just, I love it. As long as there's a nice bit, bit crack a I'm bit of salt on it. I'm actually the only girlfriend in the world who has to tell their partner off for having... Too many vegetables. Brussels, broccoli and cauliflower. That's far too much veg on your plate. No, but you always pick those three. You always go, and I go, what veg are we having? You go, get the steamer out. I've got broccoli, Brussels and cauliflower. And I'm put, put one back, honestly, because I will suffer sulfur farts yes. for the rest of the day. It could be worse. <laughs> no, but, but, but my point is, is like, 
I, I, I in no way deprived myself. Despite making changes to consume fewer calories and opt for, you know, maybe higher protein. But you see where this is? The thing with this is you have struck that healthy middle ground with it. I have. And you're almost implementing... And now I'm trying to educate the people. (laughs) But what you're doing is using some diet tactics, but people have used those in the past obsessively. Mm. So when people have dieted in the past, this is the trend that you would see was what I've just mentioned. You know, it was like eat kind of like a pauper in the week and then save everything for the weekend, go crazy. But then you would upset your blood sugar levels. You disrupt your sleep, your cravings come back. Monday, you feel miserable, gets really hard. And for us, you can maybe maintain that for... A month, maybe two, and then you know suddenly it's like, oh, body says no, brain says no, mm. it won't work for you. But what you're saying is, you can basically factor in kind of indulgences if you are, you know are sensible about okay, make some changes to that day, make some changes that week, uh, and again, even things like skipping the odd meal, and we don't mean like starve and and then go crazy. Yeah. We mean like you could intermittent fast that day you could Mm -hmm. skip your snacks that day you could walk or train but the way that this information gets used is people go i'm gonna smash it in the gym so i can have the ice cream no no no, Mm. that's two loads of like yeah you know two assaults on the body almost and and if you do that regularly the body won't like that either so it's almost you know finding Mm. that middle ground but i think a big part of finding i'm just thinking of christmas day (laughs) because you know how like you you like to go for a Christmas day run. Yeah, yeah. I like to go to the gym on Christmas morning. And again, I love it because there's hardly anybody there and I love to train. So it's not like I'm forcing myself to do it. But there is also that element of like, I'm going to eat a colossal amount of food today. Yeah, yeah. And again, and I mean this in the best way possible. I don't mean this in an unhealthy way. I don't have breakfast on Christmas Day. Why on earth would I need to? Because, <laughs> you know, the food that awaits me is, you know, is, is going to more than make up for me skipping breakfast. And granted, I up the intensity of my workout a little bit with the view that I'm going to burn a few extra calories as well. Mm. And and that's just a strategy. It's just yeah. a, little, it's a little principle. It's not unhealthy. But I think what you've got to also take into account here is that you have a different mindset you're very good at looking at things like your sleep and making sure that your sleep Um, health is good mm -hmm. you're very aware when you get when your appetite's getting out of control and you're very aware when you need to you will often turn to me and go do you know what i'm quite stressed this week don't get any ice cream in Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have no off switch with it and that's not you restricting and going you know ice cream is bad that's you going i just know what i'm gonna it is having that awareness yeah yeah. i've said this before like i know myself and i know my limits and i know and i know that i would not be very good of a with it with a freezer full of ice cream yeah and i think there's, there's a lot of people out there that know that they may have spent decades memorizing calories obsessing about calories looking at labels you know so we could you know your borderline orthorexia where it is just this obsession and it dictates your thoughts and so in which case if someone is presenting a calorie option to you it just might not be the best one for Mm. you but do you know what i think is the better option at that point in time is go and work on yourself and work on holistic health and um i mentioned the last podcast i haven't been well and one of the things i've noticed is actually because i'm not running around you know, like bonkers busy with my work and running and everything. It's so much easier to control, you know, when you get that urge, like I'll go out with you and you'll have a pizza or whatever. And it's like, 
yeah, but because I'm sleeping and I'm just being kind to myself and relaxing and there's a lot of nourishment right now. Honestly, like the cravings are a fraction of what they yeah. are when I'm stressed and I'm piling my to-do list and I'm doing a ton of stuff I don't really like doing, trying to please loads of people in, in kind of, you know, work and whatever it might be. That's when I feel I have no off switch. And even mm. if I, I, we don't generally drink, but sometimes I've noticed you know, it'll get to Saturday and I've had a glass of wine in seconds. I'm like, whoa, where did that go? Yeah. And it's because I'm just a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, and so yeah. I didn't even, you know, so I'm like, okay, pour me another one. I'll drink this one slowly. And it's like, okay, now you've just had, you know, what what should be a couple of hours worth of alcohol on an empty stomach in about 10 minutes flat. Yeah, and I'm carrying you home. Yeah, basically. And oh. that is because you need to work on the lifestyle and the mindset side of things first. Yeah. And, you know, you're rushing everything and you're rushing food and you're rushing pleasure. And so actually it doesn't matter who tells you about the calories that are in alcohol at that point in time, or the fact that you're probably going to eat a kebab on the way home. You need to go further upstream and go, I need to think about like being nicer to myself and that side of things. So I think there's just a moment before we start on this kind of bandwagon of calories again, in which we teach clients and we talk about you know yeah. energy balance calories all of that things if- well, we've actually done quite a lot of you know put together a lot of educational resources about calorie intake tracking methods non-tracking methods how to adapt your nutrition around you know social occasions holidays weddings when you you know probably are going to want to have a little bit more you know we've, we've put all these in our in our new fitter 365 membership site because we know they're important yeah and we know that as we've said, you can't ignore energy balance, but there needs to be a way, there needs to be an element of structure and the how and the why in your approach to it, because we're all very, very different. And we all have our different reasons as to why we may reach for more calorific and less nutrient dense foods. You know, again, it just, it goes back to that, you know, are you happy in yourself? You know, are you happy in your career, your relationship, whatever it may be? And whilst we are probably fully aware that a calorie deficit is required to lose weight, achieving it is not quite that, uh, quite as straightforward. Yeah. And that's for us, That that's where we feel there needs to be more education to be able to empower people in those situations and to be able to enjoy, you know, the, the, the foods that they, and then the drink that they want to have and then not immediately feel guilty or not immediately feel as though they've completely ruined things and that they have to start on, on Monday and repeat that vicious cycle. Because that's why we often, we always say, you know, we, we don't believe in, you know, people, you know, what, what was it on the telly the other day? Like, oh, when people kept referring to it as good carbs and bad carbs, it's like, well, no, they're, they're carbs. You know, not not good carbs, bad carbs. You know, we don't believe in in you know good and bad food, or it's more so a case of like good and bad diets overall, yeah, or yeah. good I and bad know. lifestyle choices yeah. overall. You know, don't look at something in isolation as this is a bad food, this you know this is a bad carb, this has ruined my diet. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. no, actually, it hasn't. You know, and that's the reason why. You know, and I don't mean to brag, but the reason why I can consume a, a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's and I'm not talking about vanilla or anything like that that's going to be probably a lower calorie one I'm talking chocolate chip cookie dough the works you know maybe ignorance is bliss I don't know how many calories are in there I don't know that I want to know <laughs> but um, but you know I can make an edu- educated adaptation yeah 
to allow me to have that, but without any kind of negative associations of of guilt or starvation or deprivation elsewhere yeah. to make that happen. But that's what I really do believe at the moment. What's just lacking with any kind of health goal and health improvement is. And again, I wrote this on Facebook the other day and Instagram and said, like, there needs to be a kind of element of education, engagement and patience with whatever goal that you mm-hmm. want. And I really believe this is getting more and more important because of social media and our access to information 24-7. It's so easy to get confused. It's so easy to get overwhelmed. And it's so easy to think that you're doing the wrong thing and change it too quickly. So yeah. nothing ever has time to work. And when I think about in the past, when have I really struggled with things like weight gain and 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 kind of notice that my weight's increasing despite thinking that I'm eating you know a healthy diet and um, you know prior to becoming a trainer I used to run a lot um, and if I look at the time when I was really struggling and having to buy a bigger size of trousers and a bigger size of trousers and and it was so it's so clear when I look back now there was a couple of things wrong I was in the wrong relationship I was in the wrong job and I was very lonely in terms of my social circle I didn't feel very happy I'd moved to London never really kind of established myself so at the weekend I was spending time with people that I didn't really enjoy spending time with and so I would drink a lot of wine and then I would eat a lot of chocolate mm. and and that was only over about three days but it was enough to to cr- probably cause my weight gain even though I thought in the week salads mm. soups salads soups you know and then I'd say the second time when I got into this absolute kind of mess and confusion was, I suppose, when we first transitioned over, we discovered paleo and I was so excited and I got such great kind of symptom relief in terms of digestive health. And But then I really did think, OK, we can just make loaves of bread out of nuts and seeds <laughs> and I can just drink coconut oil. And, and same thing, notice, OK, now I'm, I've gone up you know, a trouser size and another trouser size and a split dress. And I was like, okay, something's going on here. And I was training quite hard. So I was kind of putting on, I would say, muscle and fat at the same yeah, time, which get, again, you, you see, you do see that, you know, it, lots of people say. You do get quite hench. I did, but there was weight, there was fat there as well. as It wasn't just that I was putting on loads of muscle like and I was training in a way that I was putting on size. Yeah. So again. It's funny though, because at the time, like we... Like, I didn't notice it at all. Like, because you kept saying to me, like, oh, am I getting big? And I was like, no, no, you look, you look amazing. But then only when I'd see a photo and I'd be like, oh, blimey. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you're jacked. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right, Kev. <laughs> but again, what I, you know, I was like, okay, so I can't have these kind of cakes made out of nuts and, and whole loaf, mm. you know. And so I had to bring my awareness back to, energy again and go but, okay but, that, then actually but again it comes back to that education doesn't it because a, a lot of people yeah. will make a transition to something like a paleo diet yeah. or you know whatever they want to call it and they're like oh you know this is a this is a healthier cake because it's made from you know all natural ingredients whatever it may be yeah, ground yeah. almonds you know instead of flour and sugar, honey instead of sugar and it's like oh yeah so on paper yeah nutrient density wise it's healthier from a nutrient density perspective, but there's probably a good chance there's more calories in it. Yeah, yeah. But because you think it's healthy, you can probably have a little bit more, a bigger slice than yeah. you ordinarily would. So yeah, as yeah. a result, you know, you've probably consumed twice, potentially three times more calories than you would if you had what is deemed to many as a a naughty cake yeah. or, or whatever. Sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say, and I just think, so I think in terms of the calorie side of things, I think 
we all need to have a consciousness of it because with again even with the food industry they've just been gradually increasing the kind of energy density of food and making it more addictive and it's we we do just need to be aware of some foods are going to trigger us and make us eat too much and you know their answer to that solution is to take your favorite foods that are really hyper palatable you can't stop eating them and just make them smaller in portion size which i think is just going to make people buy two like i know that even the infamous my curly whirly diet which i you know did when I was in my 20s because it's curly whirly was like 110 calories then it's got holes in it so what are they going to do try and make it smaller so they can say less than 100 yeah, calories basically, that I think that's what's going to happen they're making it so smaller it's marketing at yeah, the end of the totally, day yeah totally totally and do you know what if you wanted to eat a nutrient dense diet and have a curly whirly every day you would you know losing weight is going to give you if you are if you have weight to lose losing weight is going to give you the most health benefits and metabolic inflammation all of that stuff is going to benefit from it so I'm not saying the curly whirly diet isn't something that at some point I might end up marketing to everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. But I think there needs to be at the start of this journey of if you're looking to lose weight, you know, step back and think about, you know, what have you done in the past? What's your personality yeah. type? Do you have enough knowledge? Do you have education? We basically think there are methods to do it without and then methods to do it with and maybe a combination of the two and maybe even a check-in. I think some people really benefit, especially when you plateau, of tracking for a week and then using that to go, oh, that's quite clear now, why? Mm. Um, that, that definitely worked for me on one occasion where I was just like, okay, this is really clear. You know, like I said, when I'm just but, like, but I've had over great- three days, I, I definitely, sorry, over three days, I am consuming enough wine and chocolate to put me in an excess, which is, I didn't think was possible, but it was. So Yeah, no, exactly. And I've had great success with clients who I've, I've started them off on a tracking approach just to create the awareness yeah, and, then they and just go. almost prove to them that like, whoa, I didn't realize I was having that much or, and then they're like, oh, okay, I can see it now. But then instead of going, right, okay, stop eating this. Don't have that. Don't touch this. We're like, right, okay, here's what we're going to do to just get that kind of intake down a little bit. But without you feeling like you're starving yourself and you're completely going without, which is what most people do when they first start a new diet or whatever it may be, because they go in all guns blazing, you know, and it's good for a week (laughs) or two. You know, three if you're particularly motivated. But then, you know, if it falls by the wayside and you're back to where you were because it was too harsh. But- we, always, I mean, we always have some really easy strategies for some people as well. I think, you know, knowing your trigger foods as in... Do 100 to- burpees every time you go to the toilet. That's <laughs> yeah, one. No. Yeah, that's hack number one. <laughs> I mean, as in, like, knowing, like, one thing I always struggled to control... I was a carb junkie, as in... That cereal bread you know for for years Mm. and so even now and you've said the same like we when we first met as well we were really into kind of our training we would just eat so much cereal wouldn't we it was just obscene like a box would last us about two days and things like oat cakes we just used to cover with honey and eat about 20 in one sitting and so oh, no, we, we, we were healthy in that case it was agave nectar <laughs> and i think so that was all the rage we definitely then were like okay let's get an idea of what a proper portion size is mm. or start to mix like protein powder and oats obviously everyone knows overnight oats and things so that actually you feel a bit fuller with a bit of protein powder and things like that in there's just so many things little changes that you can make you know, you do your kind of rice where you mix in a ton of veg with it as well. And so you can still have a high volume of food mm. and, you know, vegetables are the easiest way to do this without having to count calories. But I also find it heartbreaking when people are kind of saying that they are trying to do something and, and not getting results, but they have kind of turned their back on 
you know, almost like the energy balance side of things. Like I don't want to do, you know, that anymore. You don't have to, I think, count calories. But like you said, there are ways to get a consciousness of energy and, and make it adaptations and again this is like we said in the last couple of podcasts this is you project managing a situation to get the results that you want this isn't you being obsessive or you kind of you know following trends if anything you 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 need to kind of crowdsource from all the different kind of elements of Mm. weight loss and put them together in what works for you exactly and then and, and it's exactly why we we put together the the kind of the the videos and whatnot that we have done in in fear 365 because we want people to to know about this stuff, mm. but we want them to have control over the situation rather than feeling like they've always got to be following something. Yeah. We want to be able to give them the tools, give them the confidence to to be able to make their own decisions based on their goals, based on their lifestyles, based on their temptations or, or whatever it may yeah. be. Um, Even though, I mean, we, we do a lot of meal plans and I've heard people go criticise and say we shouldn't offer meal plans. and But they're, but they're not prescriptive meal plans. Not in they? any way. All they are is to show you, you know, protein is quite an important part, I think, now of, whether it be weight loss, whether it be energy balance, mood health, and it's show you what does a day of eating, you know, kind of fit food principles look like, meeting that protein goal. And, you know, I, I'm basically kind of suggesting how you could pair your side dishes with some mains so that there isn't, again, too much of a an energy excess. But it, again, it's a meal that works. And I think for some people, the feedback we get on those is is great you know like just follow that for six months yeah. and it, it it got you in the habit of cooking it got you out of kind of relying on processed food takeaways you a bit of inspo you know what i mean like to, to try something new you and took the thinking have. out of it because you yeah. didn't want to actually think about do i have what do i have to have and we are lazy cooks so they're quite quick meals as well as in i'm not they're not exactly uh no no but but not in a bad way no. like we're i think we're efficient cooks because we that's understand, a nicer way of putting it you know yeah. we we know the importance of having food in the fridge ready just to whack in the microwave or whatever it may be or some in the freezer that we can just get out and defrost and have another day because blimey like it just becomes a breeze when you get into the habit of doing things like that yeah you know like knowing that you've got enough food for for four meals and you know you, before you go to work you take it out of the freezer you come home all you got to do is whack it in the microwave you've got a nutritious tasty dinner but you need to get into the habit of doing it you know yeah. it's, it's a bit yeah, of a pain yeah. in the ass at first like all new things but yeah once you get into the groove um it's like brushing your teeth exactly you wouldn't not exactly. brush your teeth because you don't want manky teeth this is true isn't it weird though the way that we set aside i think most people set aside what would you reckon 10 to 15 minutes a day to brush teeth maybe five some I say you're I, I I invest that kind but of time. Some people don't even put that aside to cook food, do they? No. Like literally buy everything out now. It's crazy. But there we go. But it's the way it is right now. I suppose and we're, I, I we're, we're my, here to, to make a change to that. I brush my teeth in bed though, so that's not good, is it? Why not? As in like I'm trying to, I'm, I'm lazy with that. I actually go yeah, to bed. But it's, it's not that efficient because you, you then need to get out of bed to rinse and, and all then, of that. And then you've usually got toothpaste dribbled so, down my front so as well. Like you've you just made more work for yourself, basically. I was trying to say it's, it's as easy as brushing your teeth, but I lie down in bed to brush my teeth. So that's really easy. <laughs> you well, can't lie down and cook. Why, why don't you just lie, lie down in the bathroom, though? At least you're by the sink. I should do, shouldn't I? <laughs> Anywho. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the whole kind of message we wanted to get across maybe do a part two on this because i had a few uh i suppose like a more like a a tip based episode 
I could do that um, next one. Yeah, I could do that next one. Um, I might as well. We'll just be waffling on, wouldn't we? No, tips are good. Um, but no, but like, you know, we, we wanted to highlight that, yes, we know energy balance is important. Of course it is. But we need to have a plan of action. We need to have a, an approach to it that, that allows us to place ourselves, you know, listen, you know, assuming weight loss is your goal, you know, to place yourself in a calorie deficit, but in a way that works for you as an individual, because there is no one size fits all, like we always say. And we just need to make sure that we take on board, you know, what other people are doing and maybe what other people have achieved success um, doing, but don't then feel that that means that's the only way that you can achieve success as well, because that's really not the case. And, you know, our approach to our clients is sometimes it's polar opposites, yeah, isn't it? it's just personalised. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it works for them. It yeah. works for them. But the reason that we, we take this approach with... I suppose we do push more more towards the the non tracking approach, don't we? Is because in just in our experience, it's what works best for most people. Maybe not at first, because people need that awareness of calories, like we've said. But most people then do migrate over to a non tracking method once yeah. they've got that awareness. Once they can start making some more kind of like conscious decisions with their food intake, and then they've got the education there to be able to adapt their nutrition around, you know. And I suppose just one final point in defense of this trend about calories is, is at least it stops people on the hunt for what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, mm. is it a hormone problem, is it a thyroid problem? It stops that. Like I said, because I've had people come to me significantly overweight with a ton of thyroid tests that cost them hundreds of pounds, and I'm just like, why well, have you done all of this before you've just tried some basic simple yeah, interventions there's so much you could have done yeah, before yeah, buying with this cash so i think it does stop that um distraction i suppose mm. and and but, at least but gets not, people taking action do you not think it that ties in though with the the, the individuals buy-in in the, in the same way that that's the reason why i think people opt for an extreme route when it comes to dieting because it's like right i'm really invested in this oh now. yeah yeah you know like this this kind of like hardcore extreme approach yeah, is yeah. just increasing my buy-in in, in, you know, in this process. Whereas then you go, could you give up um, maybe some of the alcohol between Thursday and Sunday? And it's like, no, that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, far too simple. Well, it's not when people buy these like detox teas or, yeah. you know, whatever those fat loss teas or whatever the, the hell they are. There's and, an element of like unknown adventure when it's yeah, new. It's, yeah, yeah. I want to see what this, see is, the this results is. here. <laughs> There's a small bit of hope that yeah. this is, this is going to work. Yeah. This is going to do the job. But actually, last thing to mention now, this probably, by the time this podcast goes out, we may well have already shared this on social media because we've had permission to. But one of our um, kind of fitter food members has, in a way, just you know, embodied. Yeah, everything we've been speaking about in terms of energy balance, nutrient density, energy, health, etc. Not trying to out train. Uh, yeah, it, or or just focusing on the training side of weight loss as well. Or uh, yeah, but, but more actually, so from a, a performance perspective rather than just an out and out intensity, trying to burn as many calories as possible perspective. Swap, swap some cardio for weights and yeah. So this individual basically was exercising all the time. Not a single, in her words, not a single treat or bad food. Uh, past her lips for a long, long time because she felt that it was going to prevent her from achieving results. But of course, 
what she perceived as, as a healthier choice at the time was like um like a like bran flakes for breakfast with a pint of orange juice because you know orange juice is fruit so it must be good for me and uh loads of pasta loads of rice and again no reason why you can't consume these foods but uh, and and just tons of fruit tons of fruit and berries all throughout the day because again you know it's natural it must be good for her but as a result energy was through the floor didn't feel particularly good when she was training despite her best uh, efforts then over the years caught wind of fitter food got our book started making some of the recipes and of course our book would have gone at the time completely against the whole bran flakes and a pint of orange juice for breakfast approach and she started having uh what did she say initially she replaced like uh, the kind of cereal and the uh, orange juice for porridge so that was like the the transition there started to include more weight training into her routine all of a sudden her energy started going up she could train better perform better that in itself was rewarding she had more energy day to day and of course you can imagine it's only right that or it's only natural if you will that she wanted to stick that out because she felt so good and she could see and feel the difference but the thing that i really want to highlight here is that even though she didn't feel that great before she was losing weight which was her goal her goal was to lose weight and she was losing weight but she just didn't feel very good in the process so even though she would have been in a calorie deficit as you would need to be as, as we've as we've gathered she didn't feel very good she didn't have very good uh, energy and she probably wasn't healthy overall because th- there would have been things lacking in her diet despite her best efforts so then all she did was continue to be in a calorie deficit but just changed her approach to her nutrition and her training overall and boom you know great things happened and you know we're, we're very pleased to say she's still a member to this day and she she looks amazing and in her words as well it took time you know we we talk about having an element of patience and not trying to rush these things because that's when you will go to extremes um you and know, the thing is if you are just totally relying on things like exercise and calorie restriction and not doing the work that we've outlined on this podcast is there's always an element of fear even if you get results that you will slip back and that is something we see time and time again people say i fear going back to the old me where i couldn't control this so i don't Mm. feel it's like imposter syndrome but the weight loss version yeah i don't feel like i can stay here and you know that I'm, I'm, I'm and that to me the education you talked about the patience the engagement but this is where the education comes in and then you will start to understand and feel in control if you know what you're doing you know why you're doing it and again you you've kind of if you do end up with any kind of issues you've also got someone to speak to about it that you yeah. trust you know that kind of mental element to to body composition health who's going to go actually i think you've lost direction a bit with stress and yeah. you've come you've gone a bit stuck with the calorie thing here and actually i think you're a bit obsessed with the, the training you know maybe scale that back and you'll yeah. probably feel better like it's it's almost like every now and then maybe have that audit with somebody that you trust so well, don't, don't get me wrong like we you know anyone who's into training you know has their, their reasons for training i train because i genuinely love it I enjoy pushing myself and yes I also like looking a certain way however for me like the the reason I train goes way beyond um calorie burn because well first of all I don't train in a way that I'm going to burn a ton of calories anyway because a lot of the stuff I do is weight based you know it's not like I'm just doing tons and tons of cardio but um you know for me like I feel that my training has a very positive 
focus. I don't use it to try and control my body composition as such. And whenever I've sustained an injury, I make changes to my nutrition. I never used to. You know, years ago, I would have freaked out. (laughs) What the hell is going to happen to me? Because I don't want to eat any less. But I'm not training. But again, that comes down to experience and education over over the years. And funny enough, like I, I did just get a, a message recently from someone on social media who's got a hamstring injury and is already worrying about gaining weight yeah. whilst it recovers. And everything was about exercise. What exercise can I do to, to ensure that I don't lose that I don't gain weight? You know, what exercise can I do to keep my strength up and this and the other? And it's important to keep moving and to exercise and, and focus on what you can do and, and work around the injury for sure. But there's no mention of nutrition. Really? And I went yeah. back and I said, right, look, here's what you should do in terms of aiding the recovery process of your injury. Yeah, yeah. But um, here's what you can do to prevent weight gain. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with exercise. And to support your mood, which will dive without the exercise, if yeah, that's what your yeah. sole reason for exactly. doing Exactly, exactly. So, and, and, and then we obviously spoke about... Um, adaptations they can make to their nutrition to factor in the fact that they're not going to be burning as many calories as they were before or whilst the the injury um sorts itself out but this again is, this is where without that education you are so vulnerable to that those kind of, of you are. And, and therefore you end up with extremes because you don't quite understand the whys and so you tip into either too much exercise or too little or too much indulgence or you know non-excessive control Mm -hmm. and you're going to flip between the extremes without that kind of knowledge base um and that that, that's personally what we we found didn't we in ourselves and that's what we observe time and time again clients and members and so we're constantly having to come back in and go no 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 no, come on like i think what you need to do here is just recenter rebalance regroup whatever we want to call it like you've you've kind of tipping into an extreme and here's the outcome of that extreme but, but I think it's a very natural part of the process, so yeah. you shouldn't feel bad about it. But I think try and catch it as it's in action yeah, and, and again, reverse it. But that's why a lot of people gain weight when they do, you know, we've spoken about this before, like when people are preparing for a marathon or yeah. an endurance-based event and they gain weight despite their calorie expenditure increasing increasing quite dramatically. As But, you know, when you're placing that demand on your body stuff needs to be coming in as well. And in most cases, exercise uh, increases your appetite. Yeah. So You know, people are ravenous after a big run or a big weight training session and they, they just eat, eat, eating. So again, just kind of highlighting exercise is great. Exercise is very important and very, very beneficial. However, even training for a marathon isn't enough in a lot of cases to not gain weight no it's a lot easier to consume calories than it is to burn them unfortunately yeah but guys hope you've enjoyed that episode any questions whatsoever please do get in touch we are here to help after all and do check out fitter365.com you get a seven day free trial so why not there is absolutely nothing to lose everything to gain absolutely in it yeah right guys have a good one and we will see you in the next episode see ya bye